Blog Talk Radio. Never to be duplicated, 
Murder One, welcome to the tipping point. Wouldn't that be some hell if I had a clone? Holy <laughs> shit. You heard you heard Larry have to improvise right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> he came up with something all right. Murder, how are you doing? I'm actually doing good, Stephen. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I mean, you know, I uh, I don't know if Larry told you. I have like a voiceover gig at 7:30, so I asked, that's why that's why we had you call in at seven because I definitely wanted to be on the air with you, and I know people want to hear that as well. Um, I, I'm just gonna fire off a question right off the bat. So October 20th, and correct me if I'm wrong about any of this. So October 23rd. AWE is coming in with the show uh, at the Opera Nightclub. My God, uh, a big, huge show. Zack Sabre Jr. Um, Murder. What's going into this thing? I don't. I don't know if you would consider this sort of a reboot for AWE. For a while, it looked like there may not be AWE anymore. Now, but clearly there is. What's your What's your thinking going into this show, and what do you want for AWE in in terms of just real concrete stuff? Like, what are you looking for with AWE in the upcoming in, in on October twenty third and after that? We're looking to just to keep going where we're going. Maybe work with some other promotions in the state, and we got our computer problems fixed, so. We'll be pushing out a bunch of uh, more VODs and shit like that towards high spots. But uh, the goal, really, is just to bring more eyes on the South. That's always been the goal. Was that a a suitable answer for you? Yeah, absolutely. I tried to keep the the histrionics down, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's for you. I, I, I yes, have a I, I've got a follow-up on that murder, if you don't mind. I noticed, you know, that you've got three different events coming up, three different venues. Um, is that going to be? Do you see more? Do you see more of that? We're just you're running a lot of different venues rather than repeating at the same venue. Well, actually, the the uh, the opera was us, but the other two shows, those are actually shows that people came to us and wanted us to do for them. The atrium contacted us and wanted content for their building. And the uh, rum, the rum gimmick, I don't even know how the fuck Josh finagled that one. But that's a bought show, admissions free. You know what I'm saying? All that. This, I try to stay out of that end of it. But like I said, Josh has landed some pretty good shit. So when when you guys did the show at the school. Obviously, there was a little bit of, like, what you're doing at AWE kind of went into that show, but some of it seemed clearly just for that venue. When you when you guys are doing these shows, and are you going to kind of keep the angles going and that kind of thing, or are you going to treat each show kind of as, as its own spot oh, show? No, we're going to keep We're going to keep all our stories going, you know what I mean? Consistency. Because a lot of people, a lot of, you know, saying, you know, we have a lot of people that go to whatever we do. So yeah. for that, I try to keep a constant story going. You know, everything that we do is an advancement of what we're doing. That's the best way to put it. What are, what are like, three angles that you you see as sort of definitively AWE right now that are, that are going and that are going to continue to go for a bit? 
Uh, well, to be honest, yeah, everything kind of comes to a head at show of the year. So I'm kind of we're closing out the angles, but the ones that we got going is, of course, it's uh, me and Chip and the, the Carnies, Team IOU, Carrie Awful, and Nick Iggy, Jimmy Rave and Martin Stone. And uh, shit. just the whole chaos that goes with the roar thing. Yeah. With, with the actual man being the, the the roar queen. Yeah, Ashton Star. Ashton Star. That dude's outrageous, uh, by the way. He is. <laughs> that dude's uncut, man. <laughs> what's what is he like? I mean, there was the whole thing where. You know, I, I can't. You know, I can't put a lid on Larry when he's saying stuff. When he's saying fag and stuff, you know how Larry is. And uh, <laughs> um, what's what's Ashton Star like? I've only met him once. I met him backstage at like a Southern Fried show. Seemed like a nice enough guy, but I didn't really talk to him. What's uh, where does that where does that gimmick come from? How does that guy pull that gimmick off? He it's he seems like the polar opposite of that gimmick to me. Yeah. You know, when I when you see him and he's not doing his thing, he's real quiet. You know, but <clears throat> I guess he's a bit of he's he's all showman because he could turn it on and turn it off. You should really uh, pay attention to his Snapchat because that's where he shines the most. When he's not in the ring, he shines good on his Snapchat. Hmm. But he's ah man, he's like one of those odd characters. That's like. Made for this, made for this business. He can, he's gonna. How long, I'm trying to think how long he's been in it. It hadn't been that long, but I think he's gonna make some noise somewhere one day. Yeah. Doing what he does because it's it's real talk. He blurs the line. You don't know what's what's character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Larry, you have a question. He he lives the gimmick. Well, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, as you were just saying, Murder, to see him backstage, he's one of the most unassuming people around. Um, you, you you can really, obviously, he's he's tapping into something once he gets in front of the people. But I, I just wanted to say, that, of course, the Roar division has been one of my favorite things about AWE um, all along. Uh, one other thing I was curious about, of course, you got a, a – um, it's interesting. Both of our guests tonight are involved in uh, co- potential career-ending matches. Sound and Fury are ending their career in AWE if they don't win. Of course, Ash- Ashworth's career is on the line. Uh, and we just saw a big career angle uh, at Peach State. What's up with all the career angles? Hey, man, I guess people got to go. <laughs> got to make, make space with the people. You know, I guess that's what it is, making room. In our situation, you know, just because you won a battle royal or something and you think you're a number one contender, why don't you put something up too? That's how it usually works, right? Yeah. The champs are putting up everything. The other person's coming in empty pockets and gambling. They have a 50-50 chance of coming up big. So why don't you put something up? Why don't you put up your, your existence? Mm-hmm. That's how you, uh, that's how the game should be played. Big stakes, right? I mean, that's I, – I feel like the promotions that do really well, there's this sense that the guys are putting something on the line, whether it's their physical well-being, 
career. Like there's just, there's just more going on. It just feels like there's more chips on the table. Um, I, I'm going to switch, switch gears real quick. So y- you guys have an, uh, like obviously have some kind of working relationship with UIW. Um, how would you describe, I, I mean, like cause Stan Robinson is like figurehead. He's like an in-charge guy at AWE. Um, Bill, Stan Robinson, I'm going to make you smile thing <laughs> and all of that. What, what was the inspiration? I'm going to assume for a second that you book that. Cause it just, it's, it just seems yeah. like a bigger idea. I can't imagine Stan came up with that. So no, I was, like, I was, I was actually thinking, I was like, what would you get if you merged Jack Tunney with George Bush? <laughs> and Stan popped out. <laughs> That's how I do it. I said, what if I could take George Bush, you know, and just and mash him up with him? And there, it just came out, and I was like, oh, this this could be gold. What's uh, what? How much of an influence? I mean, you may not want to answer, and I'd understand. How much of an influence do you have at UIW? Are you the Booker? Are you just a guy that like has a lot of influence? Because clearly, you know, Chips there, Silas there, Kingston's there. Like, how? What's the relationship like? Is it the kind of thing where you guys are just talent when you come in, or what's going on? I mean, I'll just I'll put it out there. You know, I don't give a fuck. As of now, <laughs> I am helping out with the direction and the booking of UIW, and believe me, it's a challenge because you have to fix things that you know people have done and all that good stuff. But when they came to me, I got so many ideas. I said, why not? Georgia needs a Smoky Mountain. That needs to be. I'm trying to. I just want to do. I set up things. I see. I see pro wrestling like the DC Comics universe. You got Earth One over here. You got Earth Two over here. You got this Earth over here. So, you know, everybody's got to have their own hook and be different. What's What's a discernible difference to you? Like you use the the DC Comics Earth One Earth Two analogy. Like what's What's what separates UIW from AWE? There, I mean, there's the the obvious stuff, but I mean, you guys use a lot of the same talent and that kind of thing. What's what's the vibe? What's the difference between the two? Actually, I figured out the difference. The difference between the two is the crowd. When you go to UIW, they don't want to see the complex spots. The, you know what I'm saying? The Boom, bow, boom, boom, boom. They just want to see a motherfucker get punched in the face, kicked in the stomach, and they want to be yelled at. So you have to, of course, cater to the, I mean, kind of cater to the people who, and give them what they want. So I tell everybody, hey, let's do, try this, try this, try this. And then, like I said, I guess it worked because this crowd started coming up. Instead of going and doing, you know, 15 reversals and the payoff is a kick. Why not just get to the kick? Look at an old lady in the crowd, call her a bitch and just keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a try. It's a, it's a proven technique. Am I right or am I wrong? <laughs> Absolutely. In West Georgia, you're proven. You've been proven correct. 
Exactly, and that's what you're supposed to do. And I then probably gave the keys to the damn castle to everybody. But let's just see who calls the old lady bitch better. <laughs> I guarantee you, it'll be wherever I'm at. <laughs> I've been known to call a lady a bitch or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, see? You um, what you gotta do. Mur, I I was having a conversation uh, this morning with a notable in the Georgia wrestling area, and we were we were just kind of like shooting the shit, like just talking about, you know, who hates who, <laughs> like how you know indie wrestling always, well wrestling in general, but really you know wrestling at indie level. It's like you always got squabbles, and certainly you and I have fucking gone back and forth about stuff. Who's uh, and they asked me flat out, like, who's someone you just hate? Which I thought was a really funny question. So I'm going to throw that out there. Not someone you hate necessarily, but who's someone you look out there and you go, like, that guy, like, like I'll, I'll just say it. So I saw a post by Chris Nelms today where he oh, was, where, where he just kind of, you know, he was speaking as the full, like, decorated vet, you know, like, these guys need to do, 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 do. And I wasn't exactly mad about it, but I, all I thought to myself was, my God, what a freaking reversal of fortune, right? I mean, if that guy had put that post out four years ago, it just, he would have been crucified. But now, I mean, I don't know if I could say that he's gotten respect or whatever, but at least there's enough places that he works and enough people that will back him up, I guess, that he feels comfortable saying some shit like that. Who's somebody that you see out there right now? It doesn't have to be negative necessarily, but that you go, I think people have the wrong idea about that cat, either good or bad, you know? Oh, let's see. Cause see, I I try to reduce my hate, man. I try to be a positive role model in the wrestling community, man. You know, I haven't had any beef in a minute. So let's see the. Hmm. You know who really still? I mean, he 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 don't really say shit to me no more. But he he just always comes at people, and I don't know what his infatuation with black people is. But it's Velvet Jones. What's his deal, Steve? Talk to me, man. Oh my God, we're going to talk about Velvet. I, you know, like I was, um, I didn't see it originally, but someone pointed it out. They go like, oh, you got to go look at the stuff with Adrian Armour and Velvet. I, this, is, this is my take on Velvet. And, and if I'm wrong about any of this, let me know. So my take know. on I'm Velvet. Just, I'm asking you. I think it stems from, because that guy, I think, held on to middle Georgia shit, I call it, right? So it was like Rampage. And whatever happened betwixt, you, AJ Steele, and him, because he was still holding on to the AJ Steele thing as of last year, you know? And um, so, I mean, to me, that's where it started, and then it just became, you know, when when something comes up, then he goes hard, and the other person goes hard, like that thing. I didn't even know what the post was that made Kings, uh, sorry, Adrian Armour go like, you know, oh, you're talking about you're your sneak dissing me, and then and then you know, and then it's like I'm gonna kick your ass, and I'm gonna kick your ass. And by the way, I, the two of those guys threatening to kick each other's ass—that is me and murder's gimmick, and I didn't appreciate them stepping all over that. <laughs> but but you know. <laughs> but I mean, to me, that's, I think it started with whatever problem there was at Rampage and whatever was said then. And it just, I think it just never died and it always will bubble up and it always will bubble well, up. And he, he's one of these cats that's gonna, I mean, I'll say this for him, whatever. I disagree with that guy all the time, but I'll say like, 
Well, I mean, he'll go hard, I guess. Like, you know, I guess I got to give that to him at the very least. I, I, the only thing that I could think of in the Rampage thing was we didn't want to drop the tag title to him and Mr. Jones. And, and how, like Lava was a better option. So mm. that's where the beef is. Shit, that's business, man. I mean, I hope the beef isn't, you know, I, I mean, I know how he feels about a quote, like, thug type of gimmick and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, wait, if this that's... Is what I said. This nigga was a pimp. <laughs> True enough. I'm a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> a motherfucking pimp. But he mad because I portray an angry black dude? I always wondered, I always meant to ask him too, because certainly PCW between the concrete gorillas, <laughs> which is the all time thuggy thug, you know, shame. Yeah. Anytime you have, I mean, between that and we are three, I mean, like, we always, and I mean, Dwight Power, like that, we always, like, push, 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 right? So, I don't, I don't know. I, like you're right, he's a pimp. But I mean, you ask me where where his beef comes from. I think yeah, that's I it. was just you know that's what I was just saying. But then, like I said, he stopped, and I probably after this he'll probably say something. And let's just be clear: that day that I came to the show, and I didn't knock his head off. Oh, P- you're talking about PCW show, yeah, right? Like in the Chip okay, Day, okay. Chip Day asked me politely, and I'll be real with you. I'll tell you on this show. I shed a couple tears because I wanted to beat his ass so bad, but Chip Day asked me and pulled a friend card and said, please do not show your ass at the show because he was your champion, and I I think he was working him or whatever. So for those who say I don't have respect for my friends, I respected his wishes, and I didn't go to your show, and I didn't show out. So I, I remember I, I, I remember he kind of put that thing out there. It's like, well, I was sitting four feet away, and he didn't do shit. And I just remember closing my eyes and just going like, oh, God. You know, and I, I, I'm not going to say I'm not above some petty-ass shit. <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> pretend I'm not. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, even now, even though I've, you know, I'm mellowed, I'm, I'm in Florida or whatever, um, but – Man, yeah, I mean, there's. I, I, this is my, this is also my take, and this could be way off. Um, but I think I think when when the digs when the roasting got down to you guys went at him hard racially. I think there's something about that that he had to no sell it, of course. But I think there's something about that that kind of kind of cut him deep, if that makes sense. And yeah, that's what it was supposed to do. Correct, but I mean, I think that's why he doesn't let it go. And I mean, even on that, that Kingston thread, I think when everybody started jumping in, like, you know, again, he's he, in his mind, it's probably like, okay, it's a barroom brawl now. And, and uh, though I don't know if he ever said anything once that started happening. Um, I just got the sense that it's like, you know, he's, he's hurt. And so he's going to keep swinging is sort of my take on the whole thing. And if he keep, like I said, he comes at Kingston now. I guess I don't know why, but that I said his name, fuck it, Kingston. He he comes at him. I don't know why. Maybe because, but all I can see is that he's black, and Kingston's trying to come up. Yeah. So that's what it is. So and like Bill, I said, Bill, I, 
I'm I'm on here I'm on here right now talking about it, so I expect some shit tomorrow morning when I wake up. And the roasting will continue. <laughs> um Oh fuck! I just called you Velvet. Uh, yeah, you did. Now, yeah, I did. Fuck. I'm gonna get the knuckle end of the freaking hand now. Um, so, um, what's your take, real quick, and then I'll, I'll let Larry have the floor. What's your take on? Uh, you said you know AWE wants to work with other groups. Uh, you know there was a weird thing. And I mean, again, I don't know if you want to talk about this. Like at one point, I think in Danny Only's mind, he was going to work with y'all. Like, you know, he was going to move the shows to sort of go so we could share talent and all this stuff. I don't even know if that's something he had worked out with you or Josh or anything like that. But then all of a sudden he seemed to realize that there wasn't a working relationship. And I, what's your whole, t- what's your take on that whole, that was so weird to me as somebody who was kind of on the inside. Like I, I didn't, I didn't get what that whole thing was about. Okay. This is where I, this, this is the, the and everything is on me, but it's not on me because I gave people <laughs> free choice. You know, and I gave the people the choice. I was like, look, I thought about it. I was like, you know, if you go work, this place, this place, this place, this place, this place in Georgia. What the fuck makes you special to me? Because fuck, nobody knew who the fuck you was. We brought you in here and everybody wants you. But what makes you special to me if you work every other show? And I said, hey, I'm not telling you where to work. I'm not telling you what to do. But if you start doing all this shit and your, and your bookings decrease with me, you know why. That's all I said. Not saying that. AWE's the greatest. We invented bread and all that shit. I'm just saying, from just my spot, if your book is decreased because you're spreading yourself thin, then that's your fucking business. Do what you right. want to do. Everybody's grown. That's all it is. And if people choose not to work certain places and work for us, that's their business. That's not. I mean, it's my business because they choose to work for me, but their choice is not my choice. I'm not the master manipulator like the internet plays me to be. So, so that's what it came down to is at one point you were like to, I I mean, we don't have to name specifically who, but let's say, you know, team X or person X, Hey, you know, you can do why we wrestle and all this stuff. But if you do that, then there's a good chance we're going to book you less. Yeah. I said, it may affect your booking. That's all I said. And so that basically severed whatever. What I mean, was there going to be a working relationship, or is that something that Danny just sort I wanted of... to, but then all of a sudden he started making, let's just, yeah, fuck it, I'll put it on. He started making moves and not consulting the squad. Hey, I'm moving my shit to this day so I can work with you. Well, that's fucking good. We'd like to know this. And then, you know, oh, okay. you're throwing motherfuckers, if you're throwing people at us to book because you want to book them, that don't fit our shit. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I have no problem with having, like, working agreements with people and and the talent exchange, but I don't want the people that my fans come to see and, you know what I'm saying, that build our buzz. I don't want them to be spread so fucking thin that they can't do shit for me. Gotcha. And, And you as a former or owner of a company, you could understand that. Yeah. I mean, my philosophy was 
different, but then PCW is different, right? Like those guys started off as my students. So my, you know, that the goal of PCW was that you would go to other places. But if I had just the standalone promotion, um, especially if I'm running a place like Atlanta, which I have, and it's like, you know, like, why am I going to go see blankety blank if, if he can see you like 10 miles down the road or, or yeah. even in another spot in Georgia, especially because you guys bring in a lot of Florida guys, et cetera, et cetera. I can see it. Or, you see know, it. or if he wrestled for this dude the night before he was supposed to wrestle for me, what the fuck sense that make? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to run. It's 730. I'm pulling up to the spot. Um, great to talk to murder. I do, uh, I do want to say that this was a pleasure, man. Oh. We should do this more. I like talking shop with you. Yes, and now you get to relive the glory days and be on here with Larry Goodman. My God, relive, relive the old days. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, I just had to do something until 7.30, man. I'm trying to go back and... I'm trying to go back and finish playing this Madden game. <laughs> All right. Three three questions, Murder, and I'll let you go. I got you. I got you. I got you. Anything All right, cool. You, I appreciate it. Um, no problem. One, what, what possesses you at this stage of your career to make these drives up to Indiana to do pro wrestling freedom? I know you're in a three, three-way match up there this Friday night. Like, how did that happen? People just reach out and ask. And I say, yeah, I love wrestling. I'll be if I if I didn't wrestle, I would probably be the angriest human being, angrier than I normally am. It's the it's the way I release all my frustrations and tension. I could legally I could legally hit a motherfucker. Yeah. Even if it means a six a six or seven hour drive uh, to to. Jeffersonville in Indiana on a Friday night. Yes, you're up for it. Bruh, the road trips that we take are legendary. Everybody should follow me on Snapchat, Uno M1, and you'll see it. If you're not following me on Instagram, it's blacklist underscore Uno. Since they got the uh, Instagram Snapchat gimmick on there, too. Man, I'm telling you, our road trips are phenomenal. We got some other shit coming up. I just can't speak on it right now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, even even at this point in the game, I still have a buzz, and people still want to book me out of state and all that good shit. Yeah, I mean, I popped when I saw that cash flow was in the match. I hadn't heard that name in years. Yeah, cash I like that dude right there, man. I like him. He chops hard. He hits hard. I can release more aggression. Well, have fun up there. Um, Question two. Question two. What does a consulting producer do with Daytime Fighting League, and how did you guys come up with that gig? Once again, somebody came to us with it. And uh, the gig is it's kind of like it's kind of part like one part creative, one part safety dude, and – one part, hey, does this? You think this will look good? That kind of shit. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and then I'm an on-air personality. I'm the fight analyst. Nice. Uh, but you are you, at this point. The dates aren't set for a new season, right? Mm-hmm. They're getting ready to tear it up. 
again, and I think it's going to be on the actual channel this time, since they've started showing it on Adult Swim at like 4 o'clock in the morning or some shit. I saw it one day when I got my son up for school. Last <laughs> uh, nice question, hustle, man. man. It's a nice hustle. Let's just say is that it, it looks good. It looks good on a resume. Yeah, and consulting your, producer and for your, a TV show. Yeah, and in your bank account. Looks real well, good. No, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong um, with it at all, Larry. Last question: What? Uh, Without giving away uh, company secrets or, or your, your booking secrets, what unmined, unexplored territory might we see AWE venture into in the coming months? <clears throat> Let's see. Let me give you a peek into what I got. Okay. I, I like to play this game, so I'll be real cryptic with it. In season three, I feel like this is like one of those entertainment shows now. But in season three, we're going to see another invasion. That's all I can tell you. you. And it's not hierarchy related. All right. And if you really want to see how it starts and the the build up to that, you got to be at the uh, opera. Definitely. October 23rd, two days after my birthday. Hey, when's Bill Barron's birthday? Isn't it like this week? I don't know when Bill's birthday is. Oh, I have to check the Facebook. But happy birthday in advance to you. Anything, any last words you want to uh, get in before we let you go? Me and Chip Day versus the Hooligans, October 15th in Buchanan, Georgia. You said the three-way, me, Cashflow, Congo Kong, Jeffersonville, Indiana. Um... October 23rd at the Opera 605, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. People really should check it out. It's not that bad. I'm really the only person that cusses a lot. And like I said, you should really check it. If you if you like good wrestling, you should come check it out. If you want to, if you want to hook up, not like a real good hookup, but if you want to hook up on a ticket or something like that, a discounted ticket, holler at me. I know people. I could get you hooked up. But, uh, yeah, and that's freaking, uh, that's October. November, I got some AWE. I got some Indiana. And I got some secret shit that's not ready to be dropped yet. So, that's really all I could say right now. All right. Well, um, it's been a pleasure having you on Tipping Point Murder, and uh, we definitely know, we should I do miss, this. Again. I miss Georgia. I miss being on the <laughs> Georgia podcast. Georgia, what's popping? I miss y'all. I miss doing these things. You know what I yeah, mean? I'm, I feel, you know, I feel lost on the <laughs> other ones. You know, the the other ones that Josh has me doing. I feel lost I'm, on them because sure, I don't know those people. I'm sure Trent Andres misses you also. Man, fuck that dude. But hey, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, you have a good one, man. I'm gonna get out. You, of you here. too. You too. All See right, you on man. the 23rd, man, or maybe this Saturday. All right, yeah. All right. Y'all be easy. Take, take care. Mr. Hankins, are you Amically there? Amicably handled. Amicably handled by all parties. 
Yes, it's the it world we're secret. living in. It was quite civilized, wasn't it? I'm sure several people may be disappointed, but I, for one, am glad of it. I don't know, I don't know what's going on, Larry, but that seems to be the sentiment among all of us: is let's just stop fighting each other. Yeah. Why are we always fighting? We went through this long period where we all just fought each other, back bit, and, and I mean, yeah, we're, there's always going to be some level of that because we're just a bunch of gabbing girls in the. In the knitting circle, as Stephen Platinum has said many times, we all enjoy the knitting circle, and we do. But I mean, I think there's a there's an outward thing where we're done with fighting. Um, you know, Charles and Rick are constantly promoting each other's stuff. Southern Fried and PCW are co-promoting a show. Uh, Murder One and Stephen Platinum just had a very amicable conversation. It's a weird world we're in, man. But good, I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because really, I mean, what are you fighting over? You know, I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, I think about when I used to cover a lot of Nashville stuff, and, and not and not to say that Georgians are fighting over crumbs, but in Nashville they were fighting over crumbs. You know, I mean, it was it was, it was just really yeah. silly, <laughs> just silly. Literal crumbs. And I think, honestly, I believe that one thing that has happened is I think the cream has risen, and now everybody's sort of the king of their domain. And we don't have, I think part of, you know, take two, three years ago, when there seemed like there was a new, terrible promotion every income tax season. Everywhere you look, there was a new thing that was run very poorly and promoted very poorly and had this terrible talent. I think with the reduction of a lot of those places um, that we all kind of settled back in. And I think also, looking at the landscape, and seeing that Rampage and Anarchy are no longer here, that might have scared us all a little bit, too. Yeah, you know, I was... those two is, is kind of terrifying. I, I was thinking about uh, Rampage recently because I, I thought about that, you know, when Jimmy Rave was booking down there, he, for a period of time there, he had Cedric Alexander and... Uh, uh, Casey McKnight, who's now Dawson and uh, with, with you know yep. Wilder's partner, coming in regularly as part of his crew, and I just think of you know the the incredible talent that went through that place and could have been you know probably used better over all those years. But anyway, that's I I, I digress. Uh, before yeah. I bring on our next guest, I would did you hear anything about this uh, NWA? Legacy uh, Super Brawl show in Columbus. The one, it just happened like last week, week before. Yeah. Or the one that's coming up. Yeah. The one that uh, the one that did that happened. Yeah, I did ago. not hear yeah, a whole lot other than some bickering about the crowd number. <laughs> well, that that's what I was gonna 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 say because on one of our other uh, you know the the flagship program, if you will, Peach Take Pandemonium. Uh, the other night they were this this subject came up, and Bobby Simmons said and gave the same attendance figure that I w- was told, which was five hundred. And Jerry Oates said that his buddy went over to the parking lot of the show. Well, tried to go and buy a ticket at seven o'clock, and they told him the box office was closed, couldn't buy any ticket. And he said there was only sixty cars in the parking lot. 
and that he figured they probably didn't have more than 100. So I have reached out to the promoter, David Gardner, who is the promoter of Syndicate Promotions Wrestling, to see if yeah. we can get a, uh, some results and an official attendance number from the actual promoter um, yeah. on this event. Because uh, that's, that's a pretty significant discrepancy. That's a pretty big difference. Um, I would be – I don't know. I want to put out there that I have no insight. I don't know. Um, 500 is always a number that's going to draw a little bit of a raised eyebrow in general. Um, in my time here, which is coming on, you know, seven, eight years now, um, I've only seen anybody get close to that when Jeff Hardy was in town and, uh, you know, some of the, the, the better drawing Southern Fried shows approached that number. So anything getting to those levels is always a little bit surprising. I think, you know, Woody got close to that with his super show, and he might have mm-hmm. got close to that with, uh, with AJ Styles. But uh, that area has not produced a whole lot of big crowds. But, again, that is also that area that we kind of overlook sometimes. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of inroads in there. And as a matter of fact, I'll probably find out some more about it Saturday. Some of the guys on my show uh, Saturday will have been there, so I'll get the straight dope from them. Maybe you'll hear some more about that on Tipping Point. <laughs> Our three dollars. But yeah, um, but I tell you this: I know it looked great from the venue yeah. aspect and the talent they put on, and it, it was looked like it was promoted well, at least online. So I mean, it's like they did everything they could, but man, five hundred is a big number to try to get to, man. How do how do those uh, well, lucha shows draw? Uh, they've they've been up in that range. Yeah, they yeah. they they draw well, and 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 like the um, NWA show, high dollar tickets at the Lucha shows. Yeah, as well. Yeah. So they, so the gate the gate's good, and I will say that if if um, this NWA show in Columbus did draw five hundred, he had a pretty sizable gates because tickets range from twenty yeah. to forty. Yeah, they weren't they weren't messing around, <laughs> and but no. you have to no. because uh, you look at the list of talent they had on that show, and I. I wish that we had been running because I had heard from a few guys who were just, you know, scouring the area to see if they could get a double going. Um, we'd have probably been able to get some pretty good talent in just off the off the back of it. But um, it looked like certainly the guys were excited about it. And I have not heard horror stories yet, which usually means it went pretty good. <laughs> because that is the first thing that comes out is the horror story. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, right. Oh yeah, but again, we love to get. I'm going to tell you, my favorite day um, outside of Sacred Ground this year has been the show that we ran after the debacle in in Dudley, um, because I had several people from that show in the building, and we basically just got there early and sat in the ring and just had story time, and it was great. <laughs> it was excellent <laughs> without question um, I still we don't have our next guest yet but um, what do you make coming Bill Barons versus Pandora thing that I'm seeing about uh, I think it'll be a hoot right <laughs> it can't not be right <laughs> yeah I mean Baron, I don't. Well, I don't know if you want to call Barons a. I mean, I guess he is a manager. Uh, you know, although he's the alleged 
advisor to the Georgia Athletic Commission. But I mean, like at at this point, he has to get my vote for for manager of the year just for this portrayal or or whatever award would be befitting it. But I guess whatever I would have to say manager. Yeah, because I mean, he's just he's just been tremendous in this in this role, and I just uh, him in Pandora. Oh yeah, yeah, that's going to be rich. <laughs> And, and that thing came about seemingly so organically. Like that whole, the little bit of, just a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit. The spoiler Kyle Matthews, <laughs> that on its own merit makes me laugh to no end. It's, just, it's yeah. just something that I look at and is so ridiculous that I'm like, well, that's the obvious answer. That's the obvious thing that is going to happen. Spoiler Kyle Matthews. Yeah, and and because Jimmy Ray spit in his face. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. It's it's so it's so and I say this all the time, but I mean it's we're in such a different place than we have been in the not so distant past that you know, everybody's settled in. Um and would you tell me, Larry, you've been around this a long time. Uh, when was the last time or maybe you don't agree that it, that we do have it pretty good right now. I think we do. Um, how long ago has it been since it was this good? Okay, so for overall quality of the wrestling shows, um, I can't think of a time when it has been as far as kind of consistent basis, quality shows week in and week out. Um I really can't think when that's been the case. You know, there was a good period of time where you had where uh, NWA Wildside ruled, and there wasn't sure. a whole lot of else of note. Um, and then you had, you know, the uh, rampages flame out. You know, brief brief rise and then flame out. Um, so yeah, I mean, just for overall quality from a lot of different places, I don't know that it's ever been as good as it is right now. Yeah, I know that it is certainly been this steamrolling and again I think it's part of the the bad fell away and the good just kept on marching and I think part of that a lot of the linchpin to that is that Southern Pride got their act together because for a while go ahead Larry no I mean the, 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 the sad thing to me is that despite the quality it's just the state of the wrestling business that nobody can Draw we can on a consistent eat. basis we, better than better, cannot, better than two two hundred two hundred two hundred to new three hundred. Yeah, it is. It it really is. Um, that and that's so. And uh, there is no explanation for it. Um, because everybody's height. You know, when Peach State was consistently three hundred. Um, for them, you can point to a few things that might have harmed them: the venue changes, the moves back and forth. Um, some of those things might have uh, might have hurt them, but during that time, um, that was when Rick was finding his footing, and their booking became better than it ever was. See, I don't think it has anything to do with. The, I don't think it has anything to do with any of the independent promotions. It has to do with the state of the business overall. I think the, you're right. Uh, in, I think the plethora, right. the overload of content coming from every direction. Um, and I mean, look at the, some of the 
you know, you know, frankly pathetic house show numbers that WWE has been pulling lately. I mean, it's it's a problem across the uh, the wrestling uh, industry in the United States that starts at the top. I think. Um, and it's what just would you do? What would down. you change if, if you had the if you had the wrestling magic wand, and I could you could change one thing that you thought would have the greatest impact on the business as a whole? What would you do? Cut down the amount of programming WWE has on uh, television. To I mean, if I had the magic wand, I'd make uh, Raw ninety minutes and make SmackDown ninety minutes. Nobody's going to want to have a ninety minute wrestling show, but I think ninety minutes is just about right. Yeah. Um, uh, that's if I if I had the magic wand, I would I would do that. It's just too much, too much. And there's a lot of, um, and I mean, I'm a person that consumes a great deal of it, and I don't scratch the surface. Like I'm always behind, always behind. Like I should be watching some New Japan show tonight, but who's got time for that? <laughs> that's the thing. Unless you're going to dedicate your whole life to pro wrestling, now there's no way to keep up on all of the stuff that's happening and just with all and we've and we've talked about this here on tipping point before i don't want to you know beat the dead horse sure. but just to keep up on wwe programming if you were that's really going to follow it all of it it's just a, 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 a career in itself yeah it is tough well um we're waiting on jacob ashworth we may or may not get him but he was going to talk about the going zone of while we wrestle um when's the last time you were up there larry um, boy, I've missed, I think, three in a row now. So, yeah. So that would make when I, if I'll be at Friday night, or I plan to be at Friday night, that'd be two months since I've been up there when I get to Friday night. Well, the fact that so, there's going to be a Friday night, I think, is, is a testament. <laughs> um, I think Dan's done a really good job of of getting things in order. What do you think, what do you, if you had to bet over or under, on the the women's thing they're trying to to put together as a success, what would you put on that? On a Thursday night up there, I can't see them getting better than uh, 50 people there on a Thursday night. Not True. that it necessarily um, matters to Pondo as far as the what he's going to get out of it, because you know this is all for you know video yeah. on demand and all that, so that that's not yeah. really relevant to him. Um, but um, it's it's. It's a head scratcher to me to do that show two days before Friday night. I'll take I'll take the other side of it just as hey, okay. for an effort to good radio. Um, maybe that maybe the thing they have to do is break out of the norm. Maybe tradition is the reason that place still exists. That building, the the tradition it holds is is the. One of the sole reasons that, and the fact that somebody wants to wants to do it, but I mean, I think that that place is so important that the guys who felt that that place was was a part of them, they just cannot stand to watch it go away. I mean, you look at look at who's there, look at who's in power, and that just tells you that it meant something to them. Maybe this is what they have to do: is is go out and be crazy, do a thing that probably won't work. Um, but you got to take a shot because what they're doing, the way they're doing it, is not yielding the results that they would like it to yield. And so maybe this is something you just go, hey, man, we just got to try something. We just got to try to do something 
Um, and if it draws, it draws. If not, it's not. Maybe we get. Maybe you get five people who wouldn't be there for Fright Night, and maybe those five people like what they see and they come back. I think you just kind of have to mortgage it on that. What you start baby steps. Take what you can get. Yeah, I mean the only downside I can see to it is if it actually detracts from the Fright Night crowd. I mean anything they because I'm sure you know I, I'm not of course privy to whatever the deal was between Pondo sure. and the, the the ownership out there. But I mean I don't think there's like financial risk for I'm just gonna say I don't think there's financial risk for why we wrestle in the women's show. Um, right. Uh at all. But um I I hope that I mean and they back to Friday night for a second, they've put together a hell of a card. Oh, man, um, haven't and, they? You know, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask Jacob about, and maybe we'll still get him here before we run out of time, was, you know, this is a guy who came into that building doing security and is a very oversized referee um, yeah. <laughs> and has been there for all these years and now finds himself headlining on a major show in their first ever and case match. The- it's... it's that is the crazy thing. Um, if you, if I told you a year ago when While We Wrestle was getting tuned up, you know what? Fright Night's going to be headlined by Nemesis versus Jacob Ashworth. What would your reaction have been? Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? I, I would have thought, I would have thought Matt Hankins was, had completely lost his mind. Um, he was, had no I, business in the business. He was the no, most they said he was. <laughs> it was a crazy Because <laughs> given the way, given the way Jacob Ashworth finished up at the uh, end with Anarchy, clearly I could see him as a top star and and being in a headline position. But versus Nemesis. And, they, and and it'd be completely credible. I mean, I I think oh I don't think I'm going out on a limb saying that that is the best booked thing that they have had in their history as while we wrestle. Yeah, it's it's the one angle that has heat 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 every time out, and has the has the crowd invested consistently with what, whatever they do. So yeah, yeah, I know something's working if I hear about a piece of it and I get jealous. And when they told me about the the national anthem thing they did, where Nemesis made Jacob kneel, mm-hmm. the answer was like, "Oh, I want to do that." <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the thing I'm really like. No, that's a that was a a great stroke, and it led to this thing. And and I root that. I think that's another difference. And now, as I root for everybody to a degree, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> but. But for the most part, you know, you root for everybody to do well, and, and I hope it does well. And and what is it like that? What are we talking? Are we almost at twenty fright nights at this point? Uh, we fright night. The first fright night show was nineteen ninety nine, and has run every year since. So do the math. Yeah. So we're. So that alone makes me root for the thing. Um, I just. <laughs> I need it to work. I want it to. I want it to work for them. What else have they got? Do, you, do we know the cards yet? Yeah, the full card is out, and uh, on gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com on the Why We Wrestle News and Notes, it's there. But it is as follows: You've got the Triple Crown Champion Gunner Miller with Jeff G. Bailey defending against former champion Strychnine. 
a, a another match that I'm very interested to see. Check this out: Odinson versus Cyrus the Destroyer. Oh uh, God! I'm glad yeah, the ring bolted yeah. down. <laughs> uh, tag title match: uh, Champions of the Monarchy taking on Lynch Mob. That ought to be good. You got Slim J versus Kevin Blue in a TLC match. And a four-way match to crown the first WWW Women's Champion. That's a good card, man. It's a good card. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's that's can't ask for anything else. It it puzzles me. I really am puzzled by why they weren't just able to flip the switch. But at the same time, I guess you know. Towards the end, Anarchy's numbers were not where they had traditionally been. Is that fair to say? Oh, no, they were – They were. it's more than fair to say. They were terrible. I mean, they were already getting getting the pants beat off them by the other promotion in town, OSWA, before Anarchy died. They were getting out – they were being outdrawn consistently by OSWA. So they had an uphill fight from day one in that sense because – OSWA promotes the town and gets out the local people and Anarchy hadn't done that in a long time. You know, it's one of the things that's disheartening to me is going to Anarchy and they, when they ask, which they often do now, how many new fans do we have in attendance? And when the last time when I was there, one hand raised. And I don't think I've seen more than a few. I think Jacob just popped on. Okay. Let's bring him in here. Jacob Ashworth. What's happening, y'all? I know you got. Hey. I know you're a busy man. <laughs> oh, always. <laughs> How are y'all doing tonight? Doing we okay. Good. We were just talking about that mega card that you were going to be headlining uh, coming up at Fright Night. What do you think, oh, man? Yeah. It's it's all on the line, dude. It's put up or shut up time. I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of going on back and forth. Between me and Nemesis, um, you could call me slave or whatever. But um, now's the time for put up or shut up. My career at Anarchy's on the line as well as his at Wiley Wrestle. And, um, you know, it's it's time for Jacob Ashworth to prove what he's about and to prove that he's still, you know, he's still got something for this game in the state of Georgia. And, um, you know, it's going to be a tough one with Nemesis. Um, he's, he's a tough one and a, you know, a rowdy one to be in the ring with, especially a cage match, because we all know the war games that he's been in. And it's definitely going to be a fight, and it's going to be a tough one. But this one's what it's going to take for me to prove who I am to Nemesis and to prove who I am to the fans that come and see it. And I hope we have a stack, you know, a big house and um, so they can see it. But this this paper this big show this stacked card is you know there's a lot on the line for why we wrestle on this show not just the nemesis Jacob and all the other feuds there's a lot this is going to be you know one of the shows that's going to make or break the next couple of months and I hope that it does good and I have faith in our bookers and I have faith in the why we wrestle community I just you know right now I have to focus on Hello? Jacob, we got you. Ah, we just lost him, but he got in. 
<laughs> he said what he had to say. <laughs> we got to drive by the sweet. last word. <laughs> but he's right. He's right. Everything he said is absolutely 100% correct that he is uh, He's up against it. The company, as he said, is up against it a little bit, and they need they need a good turnout. They need uh, a good show. I, I don't think we have to worry about a good show. I think that no, that is, I don't th- that's going to happen. It's a lock. It's a good show. And, you know, as speaking as someone who's been going out to Cornelius since 1999, I want to see them absolutely succeed. I want to see them draw a big house, and I want to see um, – this this company go go forward successfully. So I'm I'm definitely rooting for them. Um, uh, come come uh, the 22nd. Without a doubt. Well, we've made it to eight o'clock, Larry. Um, Stephen Platinum has once again passed the torch to me. <laughs> um, so and, and thank you for picking it up, open. Matt. <laughs> First time in a long time too. It's been so weird. I hadn't been able to be around here because well, we weren't seeing eye to eye for a while, which. He's had that problem with a few people, but seeing how he was with Murder One tonight, and uh, he was gracious enough to to relinquish and to to say the fight was over between me and him. So, water, I'm a forgive and forget Christian, Larry. That is what I can say. <laughs> hey, before we go, give us about what's uh, tell us about what's going on at your show this coming uh, Saturday. Well, uh, I mean, if I have to say anything more than Shane Marks and the Gladiator Jeremiah, formerly Slim J Part 2, then you obviously are not my target audience. Um, but aside from that, we have, you know, the first show back from Sacred Ground is always sort of just a culmination. Um, the guys who, who had big wins there always celebrate a little bit. Um, I can tell you one thing, though. Johnny Danger has been teasing a major announcement. Um, not sure what it is. You can probably put two and two together and figure out what you might think it is. But I'm going to one-up him, and Matt Hankins has a big announcement on that show as well. Um, I'm going to put my stamp on PCW. I have been – I've played my role. I've done what I've done. Um, but it's time for it's time for me to really grab the reins and, and be the leader, and that's what I plan to do. So you can see that in Porterdale, Georgia at 6 p.m. For PCW, Larry, where are you going to be? And PCW, oh, I, I will see you there, but thank y'all, everybody. <laughs> I'll either be a PCW or you or UIW in Buchanan, Georgia, because they've got a big show as well. You know, there's so much going on over these next few weeks, and then we you know we, we we of course we talked about AWE on the 23rd, why we wrestle on the 22nd, but also on the 22nd, Southern Fried's coming back with a show. And Peach State's coming back with a show on the 22nd. Yep. So um, tons of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in any case. You can join us right here. My friend Woody will be back. Play the hard way. This has been Matt Hankins for Larry Goodman and Stephen Platt. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.